What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to uh, another episode of the Live Free Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Maxwell. Today's guest is me. Uh, <laughs> hopefully this isn't too awkward. I'm just going to do a solo show. I just got done smoking some hash that my dad gave me for my 34th birthday. I just turned 34 uh, since the last time a show was on. We went and golfed and he uh, we, we coincidentally share the same birthday. Uh, so we went out and golfed and he gave me a birthday card, but said, don't open it here. Don't open it here. So I was like, all right, whatever. And, uh, when I got home, there was like a chunk of hash in there. He's like an old school stoner, but like totally closet style. Like probably wouldn't want me telling everybody this on the podcast, but, um, so yeah, smoking that right now, sitting here by myself because, uh, I've been trying to record new podcasts, and the last two episodes, the artists have backed out. Um, today, I just I didn't get a response, so I'm assuming. I think sometimes people forget, like shit just gets wrapped up in a busy week, and people forget. Um, and then I think some people get nervous uh, about recording an hour long conversation, which is totally understandable too. And they back out, and uh, then maybe some people just don't want to do it. Sometimes I haggle people. And maybe I don't have. Maybe that's a that's an exaggeration. But like, uh, you know, maybe people feel obligated to say yes, and then get nervous at the last minute and don't want to do it or whatever. So that's actually been happening uh, the last few episodes that I've tried to record. Day of something happens, so. You know, it, 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 it it's happened throughout the history of the show. Sometimes I'm able to reschedule people, sometimes I'm not. But, I, you know, a lot of people probably don't realize the amount of um, work and effort that goes into doing these shows. Like, I'm sure they do, but, like, like when I have an artist on the show, I take the time to uh, research their background, sort of go back through their work and get an idea of what they've made over like a time frame. Uh, I try to understand what they're up to a little bit better. And usually I make like a page of notes, which are just like scribbles and little like words that I write down just to try to remember what, uh, feelings or, or like ideas that get, that get brought up. So, you know, there's a number of hours that go into prepping for the show before the show even gets recorded. And then, you know, all the editing and garage band and, uh, I know this sounds complainy, but you, the, it's a lot of fucking work for, for free, you know? And, uh, a lot of times I'm trying to share these artists with other people who may not, who may not have them in their peripheral, you know? And of course, you know, I'm not saying that I'm some great beacon of of information, but, you know, a lot of the, the artists that I have on the show are much more well-known than I am. But I have a different set of audiences, maybe, that uh, can appreciate it. So it's kind of, it bums me out when they can't do the show or, or, or back out or, you know, whatever, like have to reschedule. Because um, it feels like it's a bunch of wasted time. But on the same on the same level, you know, or the flip side of the coin, I'm still learning about them on my own accord and sort of, I guess when I do the show, I'm sort of regurgitating what I think that I've learned about them over time. Um, 
so hopefully the artists that weren't able to get on the show this month, it's uh, it's probably been well, shit, it's been probably almost a month, I'm sure, since the last episodes. I think the the wisest wizard guys are gonna come back on and do another show. So it'd be like two wisest wizard shows in a row. But those are actually really fun. It's funny that I'm doing a, a one person show right now because it's it's a lot of fun doing the three man show. Uh, just having the extra dialogue and dynamics between having a conversation with somebody as opposed to staring at a computer screen and microphones like I'm doing right now. It's really odd. Um, but yeah, so that's why, one, that's why shows haven't been coming out because of not being able to get any recordings done. And I know it's, I, there's probably like 10 people who'd be like, I would record yesterday. And it's just the nature of the of the situation. Like I, I set up shows and then kind of prepare myself for those shows, and don't try to schedule anything in between. I get, and I'm doing the show all on my own, which I'm sure most of you know. So it's like I don't have anybody booking shows or anybody doing the promotion stuff. Like it's it's all my hands at work here. So uh, bear with me when there aren't shows. I'm I, I guess. I'm not really getting any complaints, so I'm sure it's okay. There's, I know there's 102 or three episodes out there, so there's plenty to catch up on if you're just getting on board with the show. I, you know, if I had some MMA friends in the room right now, I would be talking about the Anderson Silva, uh, Chris Weidman fight that happened this weekend. Seems so controversial to me. Like, I, I there was a big post on my Facebook about it, uh, I I mentioned the book Blink by Malcolm Gladwell, where he talks about uh, our natural instincts to be able to pick up inaccuracies in nature. Like uh, one of the examples in the book is a guy who could look at tennis players and could tell if they were going to fault when they were serving. And it's really weird. Like I, I watch golf uh, I, when I'm playing golf, which I just was back out on the course the first time in a year i uh i'll tend to watch it on tv and sometimes i'll just turn it on on sundays if i feel like getting tired because even though i love the sport watching it still makes me want to just take a nap which is fine um but when i watch it there's certain times when i'm watching people putt that i could tell that they're gonna miss and i'll announce it out loud before they do it and i'll say what they're gonna do wrong and i'm no golf expert like I've only been playing for a few years. I'm like, I'm like a 18 handicap. I'm not very good, but I can see things. Like it's weird. Like I can see people's swings, even. And I think it comes from playing uh, billiards a lot when I was younger, and you know I still play occasionally now. Like I could see the mechanics of how it's supposed to work, and even other sports. And and when I got into jujitsu, it's the same thing. It's weird. Like, I know sometimes what I'm supposed to do mechanically, but I can't always efficiently uh, enact it. And I could see certain flaws and certain positive traits in people's games by observing it. And so he uses these examples of how, like, within just a split second, we can make a bunch of decisions. And on the flip side of the coin, the negative aspect of that, too, was, like, uh, I believe the use of uh, when cops uh, shoot people who are just holding like a, a sub sandwich that's wrapped in tinfoil or are reaching for their phones and 
accidentally get shot by cops because uh, they make a split decision, a split second decision, uh, whether something is dangerous or something isn't. So uh, when I, you know, to to get back to the point, when I saw the Anderson Silva knockout, something about it felt off to me. And in that book too, there's a there's a section about um, art dealers who look at fakes all the time and are able to tell just at like a glance sometimes and some get through if a painting is a fake or an original and so something about the way that he got knocked out felt like a fake like it when i saw like the the visual of it it didn't seem accurate there was something in that split second that moment the very first time i watched it and Initially, I was like, what the fuck? What happened there? And he lost the belt. So he, he lost the fight. So on one side of the coin, he gets clipped with the punch and gets knocked out. Everything's square and even, and it's all good. New champ. On the other hand, I found, and I posted this in my Facebook too, my personal Facebook, uh... A video where he where Anderson says in a perfect world he gets asked a question at the end of an interview in a perfect world what would happen and he said that Chris Weidman would be the new champion and for me it it seemed like he was tired of being at the top of the tier with all the you know caged lions around trying to get out and attack him. Like, it seems like he may, it almost seems like when he got, and I say this with the utmost sincerity and respect, because he's, uh, I would say, I would say my favorite fighter, if they're, like, I don't, I think the idea of having a favorite fighter is kind of silly, but uh, the most entertaining fights I've seen over a period of more than a decade have been his over the last 10 years, you know? So... There was. It almost felt like when he got into the UFC a few fights in that he was sort of at the end of his career, and he, I, I imagine the the immense amount of training and uh, dedication that goes into having to hold a very sought after belt for ten years could be really draining. My question would be: Is that drain enough to say, okay, fuck it, I'm just gonna drop this one? Or, you know, I think most people would say that that sounds ridiculous. But uh, after watching that video and just like my, like, the, there was in, I think during the presser, there was a, what se- a seemingly awkward moment where it seemed as though Anderson was trying to hand the belt to Chris Weidman during the press interviews and the photos at the end. I think um, the, the MMA. My fuck, I don't know what the website is, but the like the main MMA uh, news website had a had a post about it, so you could check for that. Um, but the whole thing was weird, and like I said, it could be t- I could it could have been exactly how it was played out. You know, he he threw that weird Chris Weidman threw that weird backhand where Anderson does the weird Matrix dodge. And it's, you know, it's really strange. He sat there and sat back on his heels for for quite a bit of time where usually that's the spot where he throws, like, the counter right or counter left uh, into the opponent who just had 
extended their arms out. But some reason he just sat there, and when he got knocked out, he just fell sh- like sat straight down, uh, down to his butt. And I was thinking too, like, okay, random scenario. What if? What if I decided, you know, I'm the world champ and I wanted to get knocked out and be over with the fight? Do I jump up and grab the ref? Like, is that the trick? Like, you know, if you're thinking about something with game theory, like if you were putting on a show, would you jump up and grab the ref and do that routine that gets a lot of attention usually after a knockout? Or is that a case of it being more legitimate? You know, like I I was thinking about that in terms of like a game theory aspect. Like if, if I want you to think a certain way do I do a certain action, you know, and would that be one of them? And I think for me, maybe it would. Like, if you've seen a million people get knocked out and you know sort of how it works, do you reenact those things? Or is it totally legitimate? I can't say either way, but I know that at the the moment it happened, it had that reaction of like, huh, that doesn't look weird. And it could have been anybody. It could have been any fight. Like, the way that... The way that it it played out was peculiar at best, and I'm sure that's and there's besides what I've just laid out, there's real, there's no other evidence besides that. But uh, I I feel like the fight was very peculiar, and it'll be interesting to see what happens next. Um, I predicted that night that uh, Vitor Belfort will have the 185 belt by this time next year. So now it's on record. Uh, let's see if he actually does that. It would be interesting to see. Besides that, uh, I've been working on a lot of LFND, the Live Free Never Die shop stuff, doing t-shirts. I had somebody break my balls on Instagram about um, doing too much promotion for it. I got, uh, I think, an overkill hashtag. But I don't give a fuck. I'm just making this shit for me and for people who like it. Um, Like... For people who don't, who don't know, I do these pre-sales, which I, I'm sure I've talked about it in intros of podcasts before, but I do these pre-sales where I will um, make something handmade for the people who pre-order the shirts, and it usually takes, uh, I do like a week of pre-sales, and then it takes about a week after that, sometimes two weeks, depending on the printer's uh, amount of work. I get the shirts back, and by the, it, I think it's about a month from pre-order to arrival of, of said T-shirt or whatever the the print is. Um, so I, I do these things where I make handmade drawings or paintings or uh, like scribbles or whatever's around the studio, and add them to the shipments with the people who pre-order. So. If people want to get like some affordable art where you just buy a t-shirt and you get some stuff, I've been doing these acetate prints, which uh, are a sort of ripoff from Taylor McKimmons, only in medium-wise. He started posting, and he was a previous guest on the show. If you haven't heard his episode, you should go back and listen to that. It's somewhere back there, Taylor McKimmons. He's a really rad artist. He started doing these acetate prints, which are really a cool idea, I thought. And it was based on uh, cell animation, I think, uh, originally. And I actually, I use a lot of 
projectors when I'm doing large works indoors, typically. Like if I'm doing murals that I need to uh, get done in a timely fashion, I'll lay it all out graphically with, you know, with pre-sketches and um, make it to where you just lay the, the mural or big wall painting or whatever big thing is going on laid out right away and then do all the paint work. Um, and not, you know, I do it freehand oftentimes too, just depending on the project. But so he was doing these like spray paint and cell animation, uh, inks on the, on the acetate prints, which are basically like the overhead projector, uh, transparencies. So I've been taking some of the recent drawings that I've been doing uh, when they're like the clean, nice ink drawings and making acetate prints with them and then hand coloring them with gouache and spray paint, doing uh, little like cutouts and uh, little stencil techniques and just having fun. And uh, so I added a bunch of those into the most recent uh, LFND. It almost sounds like I'm saying elephant, huh? L-F-N-D. Uh, use that hashtag if you buy some shit. If you get a shirt, use that hashtag on Twitter and Facebook. Um, get some people going on that. Uh, but so, yeah, I've been doing these acetates and putting those in there. And then I got a couple up in the shop, too. Like If you want to buy original stuff from, from me or some of these hand-colored prints, I think... Like I'll try to make a couple of them each time I, I have a new drawing or or I'm working on a new painting. I'm doing a bunch of commission stuff right now, which is why I have. I mean, I'm not posting a ton of new stuff like like personal art stuff, which kind of sucks. Like it's this like it's this strange dichotomy of having to make things that help me pay my bills, and I'm trying to have a different relationship with money. Like for most of my young man years like i didn't give a fuck about money and i still don't to a certain extent but i'm trying to have a a different type of relationship where like i feel like it's okay to try to make some money and it, it sounds weird to even say that but when you're in this art game where you have these like moral high grounds of how you're supposed to conduct yourself business-wise that it, it it sort of breeds a, a strange relationships relationship with uh monetary gain and obviously it's not an an industry that is very it's not easy to make a ton of money even though it's definitely possible it's not it's not easy by any means um so i've been doing a lot of commission stuff to sort of make ends meet um which is another reason why there's been also a sort of lack of podcasting too been focused a lot on doing these commission pieces and uh, a lot of t-shirt design which I mean it's actually pretty fun like I've, I've had especially doing my own stuff major you know my own stuff is the is the most enjoyable but I've been doing stuff with Shoya Roll the jiu-jitsu company and they're super rad too like I'm, I'm stoked to be doing stuff with them so like stuff like that isn't work but on some level Whenever you have, whenever you're working with somebody else or like working with other people's ideas and, you know, trying to please somebody else, it changes the work just a little bit. Um, I do my best to make sure that I have the utmost capabilities of doing exactly what it is that I want to do. So I, I think if that's a pre-established 
relationship with the person getting the work i I think stuff turns out better and it feels better but sometimes it's like you're just making you know you have to make what what somebody else needs made which i mean there's nothing wrong with that it just feels a little different um but i have been focused on that to to get the ends up that sounds weird huh like a um two life cruise song i should just drop the two life cruise song right here No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what's been going on with me. I wonder what if I should keep ranting about stuff. What's coming up? Um, I've been watching a bunch of Bill Murray movies. Like, all last week, was I just rented from the library every Bill Murray movie that uh, they had available in the San Diego system. Super rad. I watched, uh, what did I watch? Just watched Rushmore yesterday. And I was thinking how if it, I have the urge to go back and like write the the sort of teen movie like sort of the Days of Confused or the Fast Times at Ridgemont High like write what life was like as a teenager in the nineties uh, like using my goofy friends as like all our crazy stories like trying to turn that into something theatrical sounds like fun. Um, whether, you know, I, I have, I make no claims to being a writer of any sort, but I know that there's, I got a bunch of stories lodged up there in my brain. I think it would be at least a fun exercise to put something down. I mean, like a short story situation. Like as I, as I get a little bit older, I have these urges to, uh, to log these histories for some reason, which I think part of art is like that too. Like you're like cementing some form of history in a, some type of tangible form as opposed to just audible. Even though we have so many forms nowadays I, in terms of like the internet and history books and, uh, you know, people's fucking blogs or whatever the fuck. But the idea is, you know, like what if all this shit goes away at some point? What if electricity becomes... You know, or, you know, what if anything happens and we, we somehow are not able to utilize the internet? Like, what what becomes the tangible form of of old history? And I think painting is is something like that. But and then again, like books and like writing things down. Like I like the idea of uh, narrating out a story. But at the same time, it, I think the doing it in a theatrical like movie form would be so much fun because you can also I mean even I guess even in the novel form you can exaggerate and you can sort of elaborate. I think my two biggest influences in that genre would be somebody like Kerouac or Hunter S. Thompson, like using their own stories but then just totally uh cartoon not that's that sounds derogatory. Uh sort of exaggerating and, and making them into a broader story or taking you know even the idea of taking multiple stories and putting them into one story which is a a very natural um human idea when when thinking about our memories we have a we oftentimes will mix up a bunch of different memories and put them into one story um we see that happen a lot so i've been thinking about doing something like that but i would actually have to sit down and do it if it like i pretend it feels like there's not enough time to do anything but 
I always want to start working on other new projects, but I feel like it's something that could be interesting to do. So maybe since I'm talking about it now and recording it and making somebody listen to it, the three of you listen to it, that uh, maybe I'll actually do it. I had there's a couple things that I think would be funny in some form. And I guess I got, I probably have the outlets to make something. I don't know. Maybe that'll that'll happen. Um, the Society Brewing Company. Uh, I was hired by some people to do uh, some illustrations for them, which is another one of these uh, job things. But it was really cool. Like I got to work on drawings that I would have drawn on anyway. So it was actually something that I, it was a lot of fun. Um, they're doing a big opening coming up. Uh, they're for like the craft beer nerds, which I I'm just like kind of coming back into knowledge of. When I was young, I used to really be into like the the craft beer scene that was all virtually non-existent but me and some of my friends who were seemingly young alcoholics which i'm lucky enough I, I never really got the full alcoholism but i used to like collecting the different types of um microbrewery beers that we would find which were pretty rare back you know mid 90s people think like Samuel Adams was a microbrewery back then. But now it's a really big thing, and, and San Diego has a really vast um, uh, grouping of, of brewers. Like, there's a big scene here in San Diego, and there's actually a brewery near my studio that I like to uh, go and check out sometimes. Uh, so I'm, tr I'm actually trying to not get too involved in it because I'm so obsessive that I feel like I would just get all amped up in trying every single different beer and then i would just eventually become obsessed so i'm i, I try to keep my obsessions to a minimum um i got plenty which jujitsu is one of and i'm so bummed i've been i was out of training for seven weeks with a pinched nerve in my back which is also you know coincidentally correspondent with all the illustration work that i've been doing so I was out for seven weeks with the jacked up back and I went back for like a week and a half and I heard it again. And now I'm bummed. Today is like the third day since I, second, third day since I heard it. I've been going to the chiropractor, which seems to help. I feel like I'm healing a little faster, but it really fucking sucks to keep having to go back to the chiropractor and spending money and, you know, being out of training. If anyone has any back advice, I know I need to. Ch I think I need to change a lot of my diet stuff. I'm getting back on the juice trend, and I mean, I make a lot of smoothies and shit. But uh, well, I have smoothies made for me that are bomb. But I, uh, I'm trying to get more good foods back into the system instead of bad foods. I'm so fat. I need to get down to 170 pounds so I can compete at a low weight class instead of with all the crazy beasts at the 185 and up section. It's too much. Um, yeah, so the Society Brewing thing is going on. We just got through uh, 4th of July. I made a bunch of sort of political rants on Facebook about 4th of July too, which that you can, all, you can go back and see. Uh, I, I wonder who the fuck pays for the fireworks? I don't know. Do, do the cities pay for it? Is it private? I think it, it changes from place to place. And if you just Google 
Well, if you Google San Diego and fireworks, all you get is the 2012 fireworks debacle where down on Mission Bay or down in the Embarcadero, maybe downtown, somewhere somewhere in the Bay, they in San Diego, they blew up the entire set of fireworks in like 15 seconds instead of the drawn out 20 minute one at a time situation. They all just blew up, which became like a national story and it's sort of like a joke. And I think the the company's name is Big Bang, which is hilarious. Uh, but I, I don't know if it's coincidental or not. They may have changed it to sort of capitalize on their own blunders. Isn't that great that you could get national news uh, for being stupid and then be able to capitalize on it by changing your name and then getting some more publicity? You just need people to talk about you. It's so fucking weird. So guess what? Let's try to do this. Everybody just talk about this show to somebody this week. Or if you hear this, just talk to one other person about it and then try to convince them to talk about it once they've heard it. I wonder if we could, like, spiderweb that shit. Um, but yeah, who the fuck pays for the fireworks? That's what I want to know. If anybody knows, please tweet me or email me. Uh, the podcast is at Live Free Podcast on Twitter, and I'm at Mike Maxwell Art on Twitter. If you know who pays for the San Diego fireworks, I'd love to know. I'm sure there's somebody out there, or at least or in your city. If, I, if you find out... Uh, if it's publicly funded, if it's privately funded, do uh, companies sponsor these shows? Like put up banners around where they're at. Maybe, maybe it's something like that. I bet you a lot of times it's that. But then, who who organizes that? I'd be I'd be interested to know. Um, and I I I googled it, but I didn't find too much. So, if you got information about your city, let me know about that. I'd be interested to know. Um, and if anybody knows what's up with the Sling Glove Gallery people um they got a couple of my paintings and it's sort of falling off the, they've fallen off the map apparently they had a gallery in philly and had a couple of my pieces and now they don't have a gallery and see i think they opened up another gallery somewhere in pennsylvania but they don't respond to anything if anybody knows those knows those people and has correspondence uh tell them that i want my paintings back um it'd be nice just send me a email just go to my website, MikeMaxwellArt.com. All the links are there to contact me. Uh, if you want to check out my store, too, like I talked about the, the shop, I got the the Tribe Tanks are up there. There's two, actually. Um, the first ones were accidentally printed vertically, which ended up, like, design-wise, looked pretty fucking cool. So I just bought the shirts anyway. Um, those are available up there. They're super comfy tank tops, uh, tri-blend joints. They're like the sports athletic style. So if you're trying to get your workout on and look fucking sexy on your summer jogs, you should go buy that shit. I just said looking sexy, probably to mostly men, which is fucking funny. Um, but I think there's only a couple smalls left. But the girls look hot in them. You just gotta, you just gotta order. Uh, the, the small amount of pre-orders got sold, uh, in the small and extra small versions. I think there's maybe one small left now, but you can get those in the shop. If you just go to MikeMaxwell.com, click on the shop, it takes you over to my big cartel joint. Um, and there's all kinds of shit over there. If you want, I'm starting to get harsh over here. 
Okay, yeah. <clears throat> and so I think that's enough. I've been ranting for a half hour. I got through a half hour of just sitting here talking to myself. Oh, it's so crazy. Um, I'm going to eat some food. Salad. I'm going to eat some salad right now and some fruit. Um, you know, I, a topic that I wanted to talk about that's been interesting is I talk shit. I have a lot of... Um, I'll do it. No, I just I should just let you go. Listen to police scanners. If if you have a um like a fuck the police attitude, which I have a lot of like a fuck the police sort of attitude that lives in my system, it's interesting to listen to police scanners and hear what some of the good cops go out there and do every day, like how they help a particular set of people who actually need help at a particular moment in their life. Uh, it makes you think and respect some of them a little bit differently. I know there's fucking assholes, which if you listen to police scanners too, you hear the fucking assholes too, which is just equally as entertaining and, and enlightening. But there are like some good police officers out there. So respect to those dudes. It's so fucking random to do on this show, but I've, I've been listening to it. And I, I think it's really, uh, it, it's really interesting. So if you got a police scanner, like go check it out. So there's there's some online. Um, there's shit going on in your neighborhood. You can find out too. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. So uh, with all that said, I think I'm done. I should stop talking now, right? I'm gonna eat some salad and get some nutrients, and then I'm probably gonna dress that with some espresso in my gut. All right. Uh, go check out the website mikemaxwater.com. Follow the podcast at Live Free Podcast got a facebook you can like it on facebook if you are down with that shit i post pictures over there and shit and links and nonsense uh you do mike maxwell art on facebook too there is a like page i think the skull is the image should do some more of those skulls but i got these commissions i gotta work out um and yeah that's it thanks for listening to this shit i hopefully will have some i got some guests lined up uh Mr. Ricky Watts is is on board talking with Andrew Schultz about doing a show. We'll see what happens. If not, I think the Wisest Wizards guys are going to come and, and talk to me about some bullshit. And we'll do the the Voltron joining together podcast shows. Go listen to them. Um, I'm on an episode of the Saturated... Ah, I'm a dick. Saturated Life podcast? Is that the fucking right... I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It's in my iTunes. <clears throat> you know, I'll just open it now. I'll just open my iTunes. Saturated Life podcast. I, I talked to homie for like two hours, um, which goes by really fast after sitting here and talking to myself for 40 minutes. Um, so I think by, maybe by yeah, the Saturated Life podcast, it's on iTunes. Just search that shit. Um, I think... I might be his next guest, possibly. He probably had to edit down a bunch of shit because I was super high. And sometimes I'll just talk about shit and then run, like, for totally run away from the point and forget and uh, not remember how to get back to where I was at. So he, he probably had to work on that shit. So that's going to be uh, coming out soon. Check that out. And I should have some shows coming up sometime. Uh, I, I don't have any good relationships with galleries right now. I should start building that. Do you think I, I, I wonder if I should start building better relationships with galleries once again. What do you think? Tell me.
Do you think I should be more friendly with galleries and try to work with them? Make an effort? If you tell me I should, maybe I will. Maybe I'm just crying out to, to just do it anyway. All right, I'll just do it anyway. All right, guys, have a great day. Um, I love you. Kisses. Go write good words about me in the show on iTunes. Makes me feel good, and we get better ratings. All right, that's it. All right, peace. On the floors of Tokyo, oh, oh, down in London town to go, go. Oh, with the record selection and the mirror's reflection, I'm a dancing with myself. Oh, when there's no one else inside, in the crowd and lonely night. Cause it'll give me time to think If I had